0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Misadventures with the Narcissist Podcast. I am so happy, as always, that you are here. If this is your first time, welcome. If you have been listening for a while, welcome back. Today's episode is actually going to be a lot different than the episode that I had planned. And the reason for that is because I had a conversation with somebody who I would consider one of my mentors, maybe one of my spiritual mentors. And I had a conversation with her this week that totally shook me and literally changed the way that I am viewing all of this that I talk about in the podcast. And in today's episode, I wanted to talk to you about that conversation. The misadventures with a narcissist podcast is sponsored by audible.com with audible.com using the link that I have below in the show notes, you get one month free, your first month of membership, you get it free. So you can check out some of the books on narcissistic abuse that I highly highly recommend you read if you want to become more familiar with what exactly is going on with the dynamics of this relationship. So the first book that I recommend you guys read about narcissistic abuse is called Should I Stay or Should I Go? Surviving a Relationship with a Narcissist. And it is by Dr. Ramani Durvasula. And she has an awesome, YouTube channel that I also highly recommend but you can listen to this book for free with your Audible free trial. Otherwise the book is 20 21.99 I believe to buy. My other favorite book is called dodging energy vampires by dr christian Northrop, and this is actually one of the books that really helped me understand what was going on in terms of the dynamics of narcissistic relationships so you can get both of these books for free with your free 30-day trial from audible.com and you can cancel anytime within the first 30 days and these books are still yours to listen to so make sure to use the link in the description or in the show notes below to get your free 30-day trial membership to audible.com. Now back to the show. So as I said in the intro, this is totally not what I had planned on talking about in this episode. I was going to share with you guys the last few months, maybe the last six months or so or of my marriage before the narcissist and I ended up separating and I guess the universe had other plans for me. So um, in today's episode, I want to share with you this conversation that I had that kind of changed everything for me in just one conversation. So this woman, um, let's name her, um, uh, let's say Mary. Okay, so I don't want to say her name, so I'm going to name her Mary. She is someone who I sought out literally when I was pregnant with my third child, when I feel like the big shift happened. And it was literally all happening at the same time when I met her. And I remember thinking that something is off in my marriage. My husband has changed. So I am going to try and figure out what's going on, maybe try to get some spiritual counseling or try to really figure out what is happening in my world. So I met this woman and I started having sessions with her and I just fell in love with the work that she was doing and her as a person. And she has been someone that has been in my life for the last 10, almost 10 years. Well, actually at yeah, 10 years now and someone who I totally trust and someone who has been very accurate about all of the stuff that I went to her for in terms of my question. So as I said, when I met her initially, I was going because I was just so confused in my marriage and I thought, what is going on? Why did my husband change? Why do I feel so different? And it's literally when everything shifted for me in my marriage. So I started seeing her and everything that she was talking about without me saying anything, was really spot on. And I I guess I kind of knew that she's someone that I can trust. And, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have gathered this from the episodes that I've done so far, but I am someone who is very spiritual. I am totally into alternative healing modalities, and I've kind of had to be with my health journey, because I do feel like the Western medical system has failed me. In a lot of ways, it's been helpful in so many ways, but there have been some things that I've been struggling with where the Western medical system has totally failed me. So I've always been someone who sought alternative therapies and stuff in addition to regular Western practices. So that's where my, I guess that's where my, um, where I come from or not where I come from, but that's where my philosophy and ideas come from. So I am definitely, I know there's a lot of skeptics out there, um, but I am not a skeptic. I believe that there is something bigger than us, something that we can see, certain things that science is not able to prove yet. Um, and I do think that certain things totally speak to me in like the metaphysical, alternative, non-mainstream healing world that I've been exploring for the last few years so or maybe a lot more than the last few years. So um I think I really started exploring this when I was dealing with my first bout of anxiety right after I got married and I remember going into goodness I'm going into a tangent that I didn't even know I was going to go into but just bear with me for a second. So I went into my regular doctor's office and I was just feeling so bad and so sick and uh, just so pretty much unable to function like I shared. This was 10 10 years or it's 15 years now, but this was literally when I got married, um, the month right after I got married. And I remember sitting in my doctor's office and she kind of looked at me. And she was like, Okay, what you know, what can I help you with? Why are you here? So I started explaining to her and I just burst into tears because I was so scared. I was so confused. I just didn't really know why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. And she kind of turned to me and goes, Okay, I'm gonna stop you right there. You don't need to cry about this. Um, there's no need for you to cry. Why are you crying? <laughs> and I just remember feeling so betrayed by her and feeling like, What do you mean I need to stop crying? Like if I feel like you know, I need to cry when I'm telling you this. It's obviously that that's what my body needs right now. Anyway, but seeing her and feeling so bad and like I was doing things wrong when I was dealing with so much, looking back at it, anxiety, Um, and for her to tell me, why are you crying? You need to stop crying. It totally, I think that was the first time where I was like, okay, I need to seek something different. I need to I have a different point of view. So that is literally when I started going to alternative doctors and functional doctors. And, um, I don't think they were called functional doctors 15 years ago, but, um, and this was still pretty new. So it was very odd for me to be going to people that were more alternative practitioners. Cause there weren't that many. Now you can find them in every city on every corner. So it's not as much of a, I guess, anomaly, but at that time it was anyway. The reason I'm sharing that story with you guys is because this is why I went to this woman, Mary, that I'm going to talk about today. And I have had many sessions with her over the last 10 years. I consulted her before I had my surgery, and she literally told me that she didn't think it was a good idea for me to do it. I consulted her when when I was dealing with a lot of heavy things in my marriage and she was always right, but I refused to believe it. And she would always tell me, you know, don't, um, don't take any, like, don't let your husband decide all of the decisions. Don't, you know, don't let him, um, influence you so much. Like she was basically trying to protect me without telling me that my husband was, a narcissistic jerk. Excuse me. Excuse my language. (laughs) Um, And, you know, she never came out and said that, but she was always like kind of planting seeds of uh, of me questioning the intention and the agenda of my husband, to which, of course, I would get defensive because I felt like I needed to protect him and um, I don't know, protect my marriage. so I anytime she talked about me, I totally welcome anything she said with a lot of uh, approval or a lot. It made a lot of sense. But anything she said about him, I always got really defensive. And she also knows a lot about what I've been through, and I've been talking to her since my divorce, and she's kind of helped me tremendously to navigate everything. But I was talking to her this week, and we were talking about the language that we use to speak with ourselves and to speak with other people. And I feel very much that a lot of the language that I have been using is that of someone who is a victim of narcissistic abuse, someone who had something done to them, I really have been resistant to the idea when people say, well, he didn't do this to you, he did this for you. And I totally understand that hardships really shape us and define us and, you know, they help us when we overcome things, we are stronger when we go through a hardship and all of that. So I totally understand that, but I get very defensive when someone, when I feel like someone doesn't take my experience with narcissistic abuse seriously and when they kind of dismiss it and they're like, well, it was done for you, not to you, and you should be growing from this and learning a lot, and I'm sure the person on the other side is gonna be much stronger and blah, blah, blah. And I agree that I am definitely a much stronger person now. I am wiser. I am more accepting of myself. I love myself more than I ever have. I am kinder to myself. I am gentler with myself, especially after everything that I've been through. And I totally see why my marriage ended. I know that it was the best for me. However, (laughs) I was talking to her, you know, and she basically said, You need to stop living in the past. You need to start focusing on the present. And you just need to kind of move on from this experience with narcissistic abuse. And I kind of was a bit shocked at first. And I said, wait, I just started this podcast about narcissistic abuse. I go to therapy once a week. I almost once a week for the last five years to talk about my marriage and narcissistic abuse and what happened to me and all of the things that my ex-husband did and said and the ways he manipulated and basically gaslighted and all of the terms that are that come with narcissistic abuse and I said are you telling me that I need to stop my podcast and I need to stop going to therapy to try and process this and talk about this. And then I said, well, part of the reason why I started my podcast is to help other people recognize when they are in a narcissistic relationship and hopefully they will feel less alone and I feel less alone and I'm kind of building a community around this. And I feel like it's really helpful for me and for other people to share, uh, for me to share and for other people to hear my story and hopefully but sadly be able to identify with what I've gone through and then to show people that I am able to you know to get through it and maybe I have not overcome it a hundred percent because I still feel like my health still is not where I needed to be or when I wanted to be and my weight is not where it should be. Um, and there are a lot of ramifications that I'm still experiencing after being with a narcissist for 15 years. But I don't feel that maybe you know I should end my podcast and just basically stop talking about all of this. And she kind of was silent for a second and she was like, Well, maybe if you rephrase, you know, what anytime you do. Talk about something in your podcast, you can rephrase it as how far you've overcome and how, or how much you've overcome and how empowered you are feeling now and how you can do this and you can get through it. And I do feel like I have moments of that, but I still do feel sometimes very much in a victim mentality. And I don't always feel that way, but sometimes I really, really do. And I feel like he did this to me and. Meeting this one person has changed the course of my life in a very negative way. And I totally know that I am stronger. I am wiser. Like all of the things that have come out of this are have been very positive in a lot of ways. However, that doesn't mean that there wasn't and isn't a lot of confusion and heartache and just feeling all of the feelings that I've talked about in these episodes that I've been sharing with you guys and then she said something that really I have a lot of resistance to. She said, "Remember the reason you attracted him and that experience with him was because you because he was reflecting back at you how you felt about yourself." And I have literally been thinking about that. <laughs> Um, And the fact that she said that for the last three days since I've had my call with him, and I was in tears so much of yesterday thinking like, and as you can see, I'm getting emotional about it now thinking like, how can I have attracted this? I thought I felt pretty good about myself. I had confidence. I had friends. I was successful. I was doing what I loved. I was really treating my body well, you know, like I was the picture of someone who is happy, well-adjusted, and successful, and it just makes no sense that I felt so badly about myself that someone else, I attracted a partner who was going to reflect back to me exactly how I felt about myself. So I Felt very resistant and very defensive. And I literally felt like, and I'm putting this in quotes, that she was shaming and blaming the victim. And again, I know using the word victim is taboo. I know shame and blame are negative things. They're one of like the lowest vibrational things um, or vibrations out there. But this is literally how I felt. I just felt like she was like, well, this is all your fault. If you had felt better about yourself, if you had loved yourself more, if you had higher standards, if you didn't feel so badly about yourself, you would not have attracted him. And I I could see what she's saying in one way. And in the other way, I totally disagree with her. <laughs> and then I said, well, okay, so if that's the case, Then why did he attract me, right? Like why did he attract? If I attracted him, to so he couldn't reflect back to me how I'm feeling about myself internally. Why did he attract me? And she said, Well, he attracted you because he's a narcissist. A narcissist thinks they're narcissists think they're amazing. They think they deserve everything. They think they are always right. They think that, you know, they are, everybody should bow to, to them and cater to their every need. And they pretty much think that they're the most amazing thing out there. Um, And that's exactly how you showed up for him. And I thought, well, that's interesting because when I remember having conversations with my ex-husband, he was always Pretty much always really down on himself. He was very negative about himself. He thought he was not confident. He was not successful. He, you know, he lacked, um, like a lot of deep connection and we used to talk about these things all the time and he would say I just feel so badly about myself I feel like I haven't accomplished anything I feel you know this and that and most of our conversations I got the impression that he was really not that that he didn't feel that great about himself and I literally felt like as his wife as his partner it was my job to kind of boost him up and support him and you know show him that he is an amazing person and oh i'm getting so emotional um and like i literally felt like that was my job so while i was sitting here you know telling him how amazing he was he was sitting there tearing me down and taking me down and I just didn't see it, you know? Um, I, I didn't see it. So I thought that there was always something wrong with me. So in a way, she's definitely right. Because that part of him, that where he thought he was the mas- most amazing person in the world, that is literally how I treated him. But that is because, like, I really feel and felt like a partner's role was to boost the other person up, to support them, to be their biggest cheerleader, to you know walk with them through all of the hardships and all of the things, and basically be there for them whenever they needed their partner to be there for them. So for me, I was doing what I feel a partner should be doing. Now, I totally overdid it. I will totally admit, and I can see how I I did let him walk all over me. I did not have standards that I should have had. I did contribute in a lot of ways to his behavior because I feel like someone who is treated badly and someone who is put down and someone who is shamed constantly and told, told their, you know, doing things wrong and all of this, someone who has respect for themselves would just walk away, right? Like they would just be like, F you, I don't need this right now. I don't need you. I, and they just would walk away and I didn't walk away. And is that because I didn't love myself enough? Maybe. Is that because I didn't have standards? Is that because I didn't respect myself enough? Maybe. But it is also because of what I saw modeled as a young girl, I think, growing up with an, an inside a really dysfunctional family. And goodness, I had no idea I would get so emotional about this. Wow. Okay. Oh, clearly I need to do a lot more work around this, but um I was basically doing what I saw modeled in my own upbringing between people who were married and pretty much every single one of my immediate family had a really dysfunctional marriage. So I thought I was going to be the person who was going to, you know, be aware of this and escape it. But obviously I didn't and I repeated the pattern and all of that. So I guess my point, the reason that I wanted to make this episode is because there is there is a lot of shame in being narcissistically abused. There is a lot of blame. And I was watching a video yesterday about how to support someone who is going through narcissistic abuse. And I'm actually, um, I love that video. I'm going to link it in the description in this episode. Um, but basically it was by Dr. Romani and she was talking about how people who have been in narcissistically abusive relationships, they already have a lot of shame that they're dealing with. They blame themselves for a lot of it. They, are so hard on the se- on themselves, and you don't need someone on the outside to tell you those things because we already, believe me, um, we already feel those things for ourselves. So it was just, I don't know, it was just one of those conversations where I was like, am I doing the podcast for the wrong reasons? Am I just wasting and spending so much time focusing on my past and not really focusing on the present or the future. And I don't see my ex-husband doing what I'm doing. He's not out there going to therapy every week and spending thousands of dollars and doing a podcast about my marriage and, or our marriage and talking to people about it and all of that. I don't see him (laughs) spending so much time, the time that I'm spending On trying to process this, on trying to heal from this, on trying to figure this out and help, you know, help other people by sharing my story. And I just had a moment where I felt really stupid after my conversation with her. (laughs) And I was like, I'm done with the podcast. I am done going to therapy. I am done focusing on him. I don't ever want to talk about him again. And I am just done. And I'm going to close my podcast. And um and just move on and never talk about him again and then i sat on it for the last few days and i was like you know i there's definitely some truth b- to that because i do spend a lot of time talking about him <laughs> um and thinking about not about him but thinking about what went wrong in our marriage my role in it his role in it i have watched like hundreds of hours and read so many books about narcissistic abuse and watched videos and talked about it to friends and therapists and like literally my so much of my world in the last few years ever since I realized what happened and that the fact that he was a narcissist, I have literally spent so much of my time and my energy talking about this. And even when I'm done with the podcast episode, <laughs> like I am drained. I am so exhausted. I know part of it is because of the chronic fatigue that I'm dealing with, but I am mentally so exhausted after each like 30 to 45 minute episode that I need to rest for hours. And I, like I set aside my pretty much half of my weekend where my kids are with him, um, to talk about what happened in this podcast and sometimes I feel like I don't want to talk about it again I'm just so done talking about it so I wanted to record today's episode and I know I'm leaving you guys hanging from the last episode where um I was going to talk about the last few months of my marriage um oh excuse me Okay. Sorry about that. Um, and I just, I was going to not record an episode today. And then I thought, well, you know, (laughs) um, I do have some stuff that I need to say. And this thing that Mary said to me was pretty huge and it really did affect me. And it's kind of changed some things. So I don't want to stop the podcast. I think it's important for me to share the story But I want to do it from a place of empowerment and not a place of feeling shamed or blamed or whatever else I have been feeling every time I talk about this. I really do feel like I am in victim mode. And I know the word victim in the spirituality community is really frowned upon. I know it's like the last thing you want to call yourself is a victim because that's really not empowering but, I also think that there is some truth and and there's a reason the word "victim exists, right? <laughs> like it exists because people some people are victims, and they don't even know it. You know, like I didn't know it. I just honestly thought I was taking the um, the saying of "Treat others how you want to be treated yourself to heart." And I would treat him. So well, you know, and so uh, just like I wanted somebody else to treat me. However, when you are dealing with a narcissist, that is not how this goes. That you can, the better you treat them, and the better things are, and all of that, the more they are going to try to take you down. So I don't believe that treat others as you would like to be treated yourself works with a narcissist. It totally has the opposite effect. And there is a lot of things in the spiritual community where that's great advice. If you're dealing with someone who's not a narcissist, but when you have a partner who's a narcissist, all of that advice can go out the window because that's not how it works (laughs) in narcissistic relationships. So I just wanted to do this episode today and thank you guys for listening to this. If you've made it this far, because I am kind of at a crossroads. I am feeling like I need to move on and stop talking about the damn narcissist because he's already taken up so much of my space and energy and mind and body. And it's like, I don't want to give him another minute. But I also think it's so important to share these stories. So I may take a break for a week or two maybe not i'm not sure maybe i won't maybe it'll be longer but i still feel like i need to process this a little bit more and i i don't know i'm just really at a crossroads right now um so i wanted to share that with you guys i didn't want to just not do an episode this week cuz i think it's important to share the journey and to share the ups and downs and even though the narcissist have been has been out of my life for the last, or out of my daily life for the last four years, he still very much does have a presence because I share children with him. And I do see him quite a lot. And I still do talk to him a lot. And sometimes I have no choice. And sometimes I try to minimize my talking with him. And sometimes I feel like he has discovered my podcast and he's listening to everything. And I'll do another episode about that maybe in the future. And um, and if he has, that's totally fine because I do plan on sharing this with my children at some point. Um, and so at some point he will know about this podcast. Maybe now is not the right time. If he already knows, that's fine. Um, if he doesn't, then maybe now is not the right time. But I am going to think A little bit about how I want to move forward and how I want to share my story and all of that so that is my episode for this week I am sorry to leave you hanging with what happened and how my marriage ended and how we separated but that will be coming soon hopefully and yeah if you have been in a narcissistic relationship you probably feel a lot of the same things that I'm feeling now and A lot of the confusion and doubt and maybe this is me doubting myself again maybe this is me feeling less empowered i don't know what this is but i felt that it was important to talk about and i wanted to share that with you guys so i may see you next week i may see you in a few weeks um but i will definitely be back at some point maybe just with a different perspective so thank you so much everybody for listening to this, if you have made it this far and for all of your support and downloads and messages, and if you have a message you want to share with me, maybe some words of support or encouragement, or if you have felt the same way, or if you have advice for me, please do not hesitate to leave me a voice message. You can find the link for that in the show notes. So thank you, everybody, and I will be seeing you at some point soon. Bye.